Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Unlaced with Chalk and Bates. I'm Madison Chalk. And I'm Evan Bates, and we're Olympic ice dancers for Team USA. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Hey! Maddie, we're back. We've got a lot to catch up on. I'm just going to hit record, and let's just go. Let's go. So where do you want to start? Well, let's start where we left off. That makes sense. Back in Japan. Really good idea. Yeah, thank you. I, I, thought, I thought it was good when I suggested it. So we, we, yeah, it was <laughs> great. Okay, so we had, we had just finished Stars on Ice in Japan. Yeah. We were entering competition week, mm-hmm. and that competition was called the World Team Trophy. Let's talk about it. First of all, one of probably the best competitions that you can do. In terms of fun level? In terms of fun, yes. The most fun. fun. Um, It's the last competition of the season. Well, it doesn't Um, even happen every season. It's only every other season. Right, yeah. So it's extra special. And this is a team event, so you compete together as a team. Right. And this event actually inspired the team event that we now have at the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So thank you to World Team Trophy for... For that inspiration, because yeah, I think the team event at the Olympics is also very fun. Yeah, it is. It's More a different stressful. vibe. It's, it's a, a different, different vibe. vibe, but it's still fun to like compete as a team with your teammates. Yeah, <laughs> and like I don't know, sharing that experience. It's really special. I think what's really unique about the World Team Trophy is this kind of like the festivity of it all. Like it's borderline Halloweenish. It, in terms of like, so like everyone's dressed up Halloween, but make it about your country. I mean, it's it's obviously a competition and it's serious, but you'd like when you're on the ice and you look over to the boards and you see like people with wigs on and different outfits and wearing boas and sunglasses and all this. It was really it because really cuts through the tension in a good yeah. way. But it's also not just, not only is it a figure skating competition, it's a spirit competition. That's right. At the banquet, the country who had the most spirit is awarded uh, a prize. Yeah, for, what did they get? I don't know what they I got. I don't know what they got, but they all got little boxes of something. But France won. Team France won the spirit award, and they were great, honestly, rightfully They're so. They're always great. They're very creative yeah. um, with their cheering, with their costumes, like that the... the skaters are wearing like the other skaters are wearing not the skaters on the ice (laughs) and then there's just like little things during the week where there might be like for example a whiteboard in the back uh, near the locker rooms and we all decorate it and kind of draw on it and the french skaters are just super creative it was like a high high level art it was high level art and they had kevin amos was the team captain and he brought a polaroid camera it was so cute and then he took polaroids of all the team and they like Put put it on the board. Put the like, Polaroids on the whiteboard with magnets, magnets, and then they did this yeah. awesome like it was like graffiti it was like style, a geometric drawing, but it like so it covered cool. their whole section. And then ours was kind of like it looked a little sad at first because we just had 
go Team USA and then yeah, like Eagle Head. Yeah, really had the time to like pass by and do something. And then France threw down and everybody was yeah. like, okay, we, we okay. have to do some art here. <laughs> yeah, time to step it up, But guys. you, you yeah. did a great uh, Statue of Liberty. Oh, thank you. That was really good. Thanks. Um, and, you know, like everyone kind of stepped it up, but France really led the way with Spirit. So I felt like mm. they deserved. Yeah. They deserve that. And then when they they, they were great. announced as the Spirit Award winners, they were so hype. <laughs> like it was, it was so cute. it meant a lot, you yeah. know, and it's it's cool. That's a cool part of the competition that yeah. it's really unique. Everyone has so much like joy and I don't know, you can share so much of your character at this competition whereas I feel at regular competitions throughout the season people are so focused on the job they have to do on the ice that you don't often see the personalities. the personalities come through. So it's it's a really fun and special event. And the friendships, I, t- I think, too. Like, mm-hmm. getting a chance to see a different side of the skaters. And, you know, like, we've we've been fortunate enough to do four t- world team mm-hmm. trophies, which is crazy, because they're only every other year. But getting a chance to do it now with, like, younger skaters like Ilya and Isabeau, who's, who are first-timers, it was fun to mm-hmm. just connect with them in a different way and cheer for them and show support and of course excitement about a competition that wasn't so serious yeah and of course like jason brown we have to give a big shout out to jason who was jason our team captain who was just phenomenal best honestly just the best human the best person the best team captain we could have possibly ever asked for it was a no-brainer i'm pretty sure everyone on the team voted for him for sure for team captain vote yes he has the most spirit he's the best and loudest cheerleader Mm mm-hmm like you said, he's just a, the nicest human being you could ever He's so meet. organized, so sweet. He got everyone these really thoughtful gifts so we could all be matching in our Team USA t-shirts, which he had specially made custom for each member with our last names on the back of the shirt. It was so thoughtful and, he gave us hats. and so sweet. And he also gave us hats, yeah. And that was great. The other thing I just remembered too about World Team Trophy is that the winning team has to do a group or gets to do a group number in the finale. Yeah, I have forgotten about that also. Which is so fun. We did, so Team USA won and we skated to Top Gun in the finale. It was so fun. We all fun. wore aviators and wore our matching t-shirts and then, you know, it was just so fun to do First like a all, group number with everybody. I love Top Gun. That music is so iconic to me and nostalgic and just like really Americana. So whoever mm-hmm. chose that for Team USA did a great job in my opinion and plus the new movie that had just come out right it was just great they it gave us great. all aviator sunglasses and we used them as props in the in the choreography it was very cool very fun sure was you so, haven't seen the new top gun movie though have you i haven't i think you watched it on the plane without me i was sleeping well, next to you <laughs> i did i couldn't help myself i saw it and then i just couldn't fall asleep because i was too excited to watch it and it was That's worth okay. the watch. It was good. But you know what? I have it downloaded on my iPad, so we can watch it I didn't anytime know that. this week. Yeah, well, I'm, I go. have to catch up on a lot of movies, you know. <laughs> Maddie is a movie buff, and I'm whatever the opposite of a movie buff would be. A movie snuff? <laughs> a movie snuff. <laughs> no, you like movies. <laughs> I like movies, but I have not seen nearly as many movies as you have. That's true. Whenever you ask me, have you seen this movie? I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> no, I haven't. Of course not. <laughs> yeah. Well... You're catching up slowly but surely. We'll, we'll get you on the movie train. Okay. So but yeah. So World Team Trophy. Well, from World Team Trophy, then what did we do next? So after World Team Trophy, we went. Oh, yeah, we went straight, straight to New York City. New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. 
It's a good voice. You have a good voice. Well, not really, but thanks. So we had been in Japan for four weeks, and we were we were sad to leave because we had such a good time and so mm. such like a variety of activities between World Team Trophy, doing the Stars on Ice shows, doing the World Championships. But coming back to the states, it did feel good to to get back to the U.S. We mm-hmm. went to New York City, where we had what did we do in New York City? We were the keynote speakers at the Partnership for Clean Competition Conference, and it took place at the MLB headquarters, um, which was really cool to see, and it overlooked Radio City Music Hall. So that was also very cool. Just I love being in New York, and it was just such an honor to be invited to speak there and share our story. It was great. I'd, I'd say public speaking is definitely. I understand why people get so nervous because it, were you nervous? Well, not not a little bit. I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be. I think when we arrived, I got less nervous. But mm. you know, like writing the speech and then yeah. preparing a, like a PowerPoint presentation, thinking about what we were going to say, and then when I thought about who was going to be in the room, it made me a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, when you think about the, that part, <laughs> the people who were at the conference were just brilliant. Like. Scientists, researchers, policymakers, <laughs> lawyers, he- he- lawyers, head of USADA, some people from WADA, World Anti-Doping, mm-hmm. and U.S. anti-doping agencies. People from the NFL, NFL, MB- NBA, NBA, MLB, um, PGA Tour. PGA it was Tour, like yeah. we we're like okay, um, all the top sports sent their their top people, and we we're like whoa. But it was great. I mean, we had a good experience. Our Speech was really well received. Got mm-hmm. a lot of positive feedback, and then we got to network with these people and and meet some of them. And it was really meaningful to be able to meet some people who are I, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but you know the athletes aren't necessarily connected to people who work in the labs and you know scientists who are working on cutting edge mm-hmm. anti doping you know technology. We so don't see them. We don't and, see them, and we don't know that they're there or who they are. We just have, like, I don't know, this vague idea, like, oh yeah, of course, some people are working there. But I don't it's even nice know like, if like many athletes always think about it. You know, they mm-hmm. say, okay, we have, we have to be drug tested after the competition, and you know, we know the process that we go through of, mm-hmm. you know, going into a room and Giving providing a sample, <laughs> and then you know, you probably don't hear back. No news is good news usually, and that's kind of it when you leave the competition. Oftentimes, you don't think about it. Then you think, where does that sample go? Who is testing it? How many like tests do they put it through? Right. Different tests, multiple tests, and then who deciphers those results? Yeah, like, like it's in, just there are so many people. Who involved. decides what is allowed and what's not allowed There's on the a separate prohibited list team for that? Yeah, and then just going even further, like you know, policymakers who are working in government to ensure that fair play is upheld in the court of law. Like this, all of these steps that, you know, we don't think about at the field of play level that are so much further beyond that, that Mm -hmm. go into research labs and into courtrooms and beyond. I mean, sport is so much bigger than just sport. I know we talk about sport and politics and sport, you know, meaning so much more than that. And this was kind of a really wonderful way to meet a lot of the people who are involved beyond just. These are the people that help uphold the values and integrity of sport. And that is incredibly important 
in, in all in all sports in all aspects of sport. So yeah, we, I'm just really grateful to have that opportunity to speak with them and speak for them. Like, and was, thank them. And thank them. And say, you yes. know, we couldn't do what we do without you doing what you do literally. You ensure the field of play is level and equal. And, you know, I feel like it was a great honor for us to get to say thank you in person and to mm-hmm. tell our story and to have it well received. Mm-hmm. It felt great. Yeah, we brought our metal boxes and were able to pass those around and show people where our Olympic medal would be. Well, and I think it's a symbolic. It is. It's very symbolic. You know, it's it, the first time in history that Olympians have left the Olympic Games without a, without their medal that they've earned. So, And these are all people who are working in the anti-doping movement. And so I think to see the athlete side, the athlete story, and and to get a chance to hold that symbolic representation of what an empty metal box means, I think for hopefully for many of them it resonated that the work that they're doing is very meaningful mm-hmm. and, and having an impact because for us it's not just about the the one moment and and the medal of course that's important but it's so much more than that it's about a whole lifetime a whole lifetime a whole body of work from an athlete is gone into making that goal real and achieving that and winning that medal so it's a very special moment and but you're right it's not just about the medal it's about the values of clean sport and the integrity of sport Mm -hmm. and you know having accountability and responsibility for those who aren't playing by the same rules as the rest of the field Mm -hmm. yeah and that happens sometimes like across many sports that you find out. And the reason that you find out is because of these researchers who are making these discoveries and finding out what is a performance enhancer, what's not like, what should be legal, what should be illegal. And it's, it's a lot of work oftentimes that it can probably be overwhelming, I imagine, but we're just very grateful for the work that they do, allowing us to do the work that we do. And the speech was, um, yeah, it was just a great experience for us, and we're really happy we we were, got the chance to do it. And also, is. we were in New York City, which is one of my favorite cities. I don't know about you, but I love New York City. It's one of my favorite cities too. I do oh, love New York, but you know, food, what did so we were there for a couple life, days, and the day life. You had a really busy couple days in New York City. Do you want to share some of what you were up to? I will share some of what I was up to, but first I'll say Evan didn't have much <laughs> much going on with him. He he didn't wasn't feeling well. He got a little cold. I did get a little sick after World Team Trophy, and it kind of worked out because Maddie, you were. Oh yeah! So one of my best friends flew into town to come with me to some very special appointments I had. Also, my parents flew in, so it was a, a really fun time, and we went wedding dress shopping. I was obviously not invited. Dum dum da dum. Yeah, you were not invited. So I was basically sick in bed while you you guys were having a great time in New York City, and I was <laughs> you, so you jet lagged too. You needed that rest. And, I was so jet lagged that yeah. I basically was just sleeping all day while you were. <laughs> Having so much fun, having all of these appointments it throughout was New York so City. Fun. So I had one the same day. We had the speech. Um, my parents hadn't arrived yet, but um, Lolo arrived. She is one of my best friends, and um, Laurence Fournier Baudry is her full name. You may know her as another skater. Um, 
So yeah, we went to Monique Le Huller. And Sounds fancy. It, it, I mean, she's a phenomenal designer. Um, actually, she designed, uh, or Meryl Davis wore one of her designs as her wedding dress wow. when she got married. So actually, that's how I found out about her, because Meryl told me. Um, that was a nice dress. Yeah, that was a gorgeous dress. Meryl just was stunning. Angelic. Angelic is a good word for it. Yeah, so I went to her shop. She had the most beautiful embroideries, the lace fabrics that she used, um, just the fit of the bodice. I was fit like a glove. It was incredible. And they weren't tailor- custom-made? They were no. just off the rack? Yeah. Wow. Um, I got to try on her newest collection, her spring 2024, I think is what it was. Wait, for next year? It's 2023, though. I think... They do it. They do a year in advance. I think. I think so. Maybe it was 2023. I don't know. Anyways, it was her newest collection. Maybe I'm jumping ahead because we're getting married in 2024. <laughs> um, but it was her newest collection, which was about to go on a trunk show and like travel, mm-hmm. travel the world. Um, and yeah, found some really special dresses there. But I'm not going to tell you. Okay. If or I'm if so curious. Not. Um, but yeah, and then the next day I had three appointments in one day which was kind of a lot now looking back. It was a very busy day. It was more like a marathon. Especially getting around Manhattan. And I just appreciate my parents and Lolo for like having the stamina to do that and keeping up the enthusiasm and the morale because I know we were all getting pretty tired, especially towards that last appointment. (laughs) And you were probably jet lagged. Uh, Yeah, I think I was a little jet lagged, but I think I was sleeping well because I was so tired after Mm -hmm. each day. So just get back to the room and just pass out. (laughs) But um, no, it was incredible. And the next day I went to uh, a boutique called Spina and they had a lot of beautiful dresses as well. And that was in Chelsea, just to give you a little... I, I feel like I was there. Because you weren't there. So I'm just like now telling you where they were. And Chelsea was really cool. That's when I sent you the text about the cool real estate. Because I saw across from this bridal boutique, there were some really cool new buildings. Yeah, I got a text from Maddie with a, like a so link random. to a listing of like a $3 million <laughs> penthouse. No, it was, I was like, like four. What is yeah. this? Uh, we can't afford this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought they were so cool. The windows were like bubbles. So it looked like just a big bubble building and everyone, I imagine, had a great view because of the shape of the window. So Mm. I was fascinated. I hadn't seen anything like it. So I thought, I'll send this to Evan. Thanks. Threw me a bone there because I (laughs) I was feeling left out. I was like, I wonder what he's doing. He's probably sleeping in bed. Maybe I'll send him some real estate. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, then after that, we went uptown to the Upper East Side and went to Vera Wang's Bridal Boutique, which was... In a word, exquisite. It was Say more. gorgeous. Um, just the mood, everything was, all the walls were like dark l- lacquer, black. Um, and then the dresses really popped because they were all white. So mm. it was just really stunning. And they had this long hallway that you could walk down. And then each little like side pocket there were dresses and you keep walking down the hallway and there's another little like room of dresses and another room of dresses was it a big space um it was big but it wasn't open so like you could walk down the hallway and see everything and i think they orchestrated like that so people could see you like walking down kind of like an aisle way to like imagine the moment um then it had just windows looking out onto the street below wow 
but with like soft romantic curtains to diffuse the light. It was really beautiful. Everything about it was artistic. It smelled good. Um, the bathroom, you know, I love bathrooms. Give us the bathroom, Sitch. Okay, so the bathroom was like dark and moody and smelled really good. They were like incense and then the soap was delicious and then the towels. You tasted the soap? No, but you know, I'm just being descriptive and like <laughs> oozy, trying to paint a picture. It smelled good? It smelled very yeah. good. And then the, the napkins that you dry your hands with said Fear Wang. And I was like, oh, mm. wow, this is so nice. I felt bad throwing it in the trash can because it said Vera's name on it. I was like, oh man, that's good branding. Those away. But yeah, it was gorgeous. Anyway, so Vera had just a plethora of gorgeous dresses and as you said she the, the, normally does. The people who helped you there, you said, were very professional were and so really good. good. Yes, I loved them. They were so sweet and so helpful like had great suggestions and yeah just got a real fun vibe had a great time in there everyone was so nice it was very exciting so but still i don't know maybe i found a dress in there maybe i didn't who's to say but you had one more telling you you had one more appointment that day (laughs) yeah we had one more appointment at mark ingram's atelier which was lovely. It, that was like a different vibe from beer. It was like bright and white everywhere and everything was very clean and there was like pink and it felt very like, uh, I don't know, ethereal in a way. Like there were lots of light dresses, lots of tulle, some embroidery, and then they also had some like classic dresses. It was it was great. Just gorgeous. Like a good variety. Yeah, it was a very... It was like diverse between yeah. Vera mm-hmm. and... What was this one? Mark Ingram. And Monique Lehula. <laughs> Monique Lehula. Lehula. Yes. And um, Mark Ingram. Okay, uh, I'm learning. Yeah, no, there were so many. But see, it at Spina and at Mark Ingram's, they had a bunch of different designers in those two. Okay. Like, so it was kind of like an atelier where they have multiple designers and multiple looks and then at monique's and vera's it's just like all monique and then all vera got it yeah and so yeah and what were you doing during this time well i told you i was kind of sick in bed yeah but you did one like fun activity didn't you i i did like i went out and i was just like i had never really been in new york city alone with literally nothing to do it was kind of amazing so I decided to just like wander the streets because I feel like New York City is probably the number one pedestrian city in the world, at least in my opinion. Like it's mm-hmm. it's built for the pedestrian. Yeah. Right. Just how they number the streets. It's so and easy the cars are just like na- nav- you know navigatable. secondary to the people. Easy to navigate. There. Navigatable. <laughs> navigatable. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a word. <laughs> easy to navigate. Let's go with that. But we were staying pretty much in Midtown, so I just walked up. To Central Park, mm-hmm. just kind of like moseyed around. And then, you know, I was just like a guy in a park, just sitting <laughs> on a bench, like watching the pigeons. Just people watching in New York is also so entertaining. Did you feed the pigeons? I didn't feed the pigeons. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but then I, I decided to go to the Museum of Modern Art, MoMA. Nice. And I just felt like a retired old man who just goes to the museum by himself and like clasps his hands behind his back and kind of <gasps> Did you clasp your hands wanders behind around. Back? I put my headphones in and then you can like plug into the audio and get a background and the history of mm-hmm. each piece of art. And 
I spent like three hours there. Just wow, you must have needed a big nap after that. <laughs> <laughs> I no, that sounds incredible. I had such a good time, honestly. I, you know, we don't spend a lot of time apart. No, we really don't. And not that it was something that I desired to be away from you. Of oh, course. Oh no, no, no! I get it. I value solitude as well. But I think it's important for everyone. It was just kind of like a a magical experience to be like, wow, I'm in New York City by myself. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the Museum of Modern Art. Great. I went and did it. I'm going to go do this. We did that. I didn't do that much, actually. That was pretty much it. I went to Central Park, <laughs> went to MoMA, th- and then I came back day. home and I fell asleep. <laughs> you did have a big nap. I knew it. But it was really, it was lovely. I love New York, like you said. Oh, I mean, and then we went to the Yankees game. Good, I feel like that would warrant a nap, like all that walking. It was a big day. Like how big many day steps for me. must Thank you had? I've um, Sick or not, like a lot. nap required. And then that evening we went to the Yankees games. Oh, yes, because we oh met, we gosh. met some some people at the Major League Baseball headquarters who were incredibly kind, and they hooked us up with Yankees tickets, and we had an amazing time. I mean, we weren't we weren't expecting to go to the Yankees game. It was just no, it was so cool. It's been a long time since I've been to a baseball game. I think the last one I went to was in Comerica Park when the Tigers were playing, but I. It was probably 10 years ago. And what was your impression of going to a baseball game? It was so much fun. You know, it was cool. They were playing Way the... more fun than I remembered. Anaheim I mean, Angels. And yeah. so we saw Shohei Otani, who was Shohei. just like... Big fan. Big such Shohei a huge, fan. It was such a big deal in Japan when we were there. It was a big deal in New York, too. Everyone would like pulled out their phones and was like oh, yeah. recording him when he was about to hit. Because, you know, the guy's known for his homers. And <laughs> look at me talking like a, a baseball person <laughs> no but it was, it was, you are a baseball person i do love baseball no, and since they've we made were the just game in, shorter where they made they made, right they they put more in fun a, to watch now too because it like goes by quick and yeah yep. i enjoy that but we were just in shohei's hometown in yeah. japan in iwate mm-hmm. which was kind of funny to be there because we were there during the world baseball classic which was a big deal japan beat the u.s in the final mm-hmm. and we were there in japan when it happened and it was such a big deal you could just sense it, like all over the country, people were talking about it. We saw so many kids playing baseball, like in the, in the whatever. Yeah, the when we were baseball on, the, on the bus diamonds. driving. Remember yeah, when we, we saw passed. I don't know. There were like at least baseball nine teams baseball practicing. diamonds, like just yeah, for people to play. It was incredible. And then, like, I'd, we had no idea. Like a week later, we would go and watch Shohei in person it was pretty cool yeah that was really special to like see all his photos up in iwate and the rink that we were um performing in like he just had all kinds of shohei memorabilia and then we're like wow that'd be so cool to like see him and then voila what do you know what do you know so that was pretty cool that was really cool yeah i really had such a great time at the baseball game and you know what just like the classic and the seventh inning, everyone in the stadium saying, take me out to the ball game. And I was belting it out. I had so much fun. I'm like, I know all the words to this song. Of course I'm going <laughs> to sing it. It's so fun. And then I really wanted some Cracker Jacks because the guy next to us had Cracker Jacks. And then we sung about the Cracker Jacks. I, I like, know, oh, right? It was... Take me out to the ball What an American experience. Oh, it was so great. And the hot dogs. Got to get a Frank when you have the, the ballpark Frank. ballpark. What else? What well, else so, in New York, so, Kevin? I don't know. I think that was it for New York. New York was amazing. And then... Montreal for a few days. It was so good to be back in Montreal after five weeks abroad. Just to... It felt like re-energizing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... 
grounding. grounding. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, dude. We got to go into the rink, see the coaches, see mm-hmm. a lot of friends we hadn't seen in a while. It didn't seem like we'd been that away that long until we're back. Mm-hmm. We and then we're the like, whoa, we oh, haven't we seen, seen you guys in like a month. Yeah. That was really fun. Crazy how time nice flies. To get back on the ice yep. before coming to the Stars on Ice Canada and US tour and just like feel it out after a week off. And we weren't able to see, see the coaches. dogs, right? We no. we decided not to see the dogs because it would be too emotionally stressful. We were going to hit the road again in yeah, 3 days us. and just like it's not fair to them to only have them for 2 days and then have to leave again. Mm-hmm. I feel like it it's just easier on them if we don't see them yeah unfortunately i mean harder on us for sure because i miss them like crazy mm. <sighs> but i can't think about it too much otherwise i'll be really sad don't be sad i know it's okay i've got a lot to look forward to like the, our first show here in halifax so then we flew to halifax for Hello. stars on ice canada rehearsals our first time in halifax we are so far east we're like past maine really we are in another map. time zone. We're an hour ahead of Eastern time. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. Is that crazy? That is crazy. And it's beautiful here. Never it's, been this way before. It's a maritime Ooh. Um, province in, in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Everyone probably knows this. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun to say. But Halifax is Nova really... Scotia. Nova Scotia. <laughs> Halifax is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right on the water. Right on the water. I've heard amazing things about the restaurants around here we have yet to try them but i'm hoping that will be remedied soon because i would love some oysters big oyster person you I'm are a big oyster person which just is funny because you don't like reason. a lot of seafood don't yeah. like shrimp i don't know maybe i just like no i like the taste of oysters but i like the whole like process the experience the experience right. you get it in the shell it comes on the cool plate with the ice or the salt no i get it and then you pour the little sauces on and then recently i learned that i like horseradish just mm. the little like raw horseradish it's delicious wow and then you put the lemon on it's oh, so good it's like a little project it's like a project i love a project so. i know i know you do yeah i know you know that about me but we haven't gotten a chance to really explore any of the restaurants because we've been doing Stars on Ice rehearsals, which are kind of long. They're long. We're at the rink from the, from the morning till the evening. We just we walked over to the rink back. this morning like eight thirty. Mm-hmm. And we we back walked at back at seven p.m. Seven thirty. Mm-hmm. You had a costume so fitting, and then we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. Mm-hmm. And then we're probably on the ice. I'd say six hours at least. Mm-hmm. learning group numbers, practicing our own solo numbers. Then we have costume fittings. And we're doing some video recordings <laughs> to kind of supplement the show a little bit because there are some some screens um, along the side of the mm-hmm. the rink. And so we did the funniest thing today. We did like... Well, you can't spoil it. Well, it's... Okay. Okay, no, fine, go ahead. We did like... A, yeah, go ahead, tell them. Voiceover well, work. We did... It wasn't Not really voiceover work. We like lip-synced to... We dubbed something. To spoken word parts that are part of this one <laughs> group number. It was just so funny because we were like acting like we were in a silent movie or something, <laughs> yeah. you know? When we walked in, Patrick was doing it. And it Patrick Chan. And then I was doing it and I felt like I looked really funny and then I saw you doing it and it was I it looked was funny, funny for sure. It was for sure funny. And then Jeff came in, Jeff Buttle, to watch us and he thought it was hilarious. He got a kick out of it. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy, but parts of it feel really <laughs> it's not supposed to be a comedy. But no, but I think people are going to love it. Like especially so the cool. part 
with Elvis Stoiko. Oh, yeah. When he comes out in the group number. I mean, it's very, very it's ho- fun. Yeah. But not fun like in a ha-ha way. I mean, when I first saw him come out, I was ha-haing. <laughs> it was it was very clever what they did, and his costume is so so, uh, so, so funny. spot on. Yeah. I think for the character that he's playing. And so, it, Can we just talk funny. for a second about the cast and Kurt and Elvis getting to do stars and nice with <laughs> Kurt Browning and Elvis Stoiko. It is incredible. Yeah. They're legends. Legends. Capital L. Like Capital, legend, caps lock legends. Wait for it. Dairy. Legendary. <laughs> um, I mean, I remember watching Kurt Browning at stars on ice in 2001. Oh, wow. And I remember, doing like a school project on kurt browning <laughs> yeah, when i was in third grade you told me about that That's and so i cute. like brought all my skating medals into <laughs> school to share with everybody and i made a poster board with like photos of kurt like glued them on there and i have a photo somewhere that i must find i wonder if nancy still has this in the basement somewhere your project that you did oh, on kurt i, I don't that know but cool. the photo exists mm-hmm. somewhere and Did you tell Kurt about this? I didn't tell him yet, no. I feel like you should. That'd be pretty funny. I think he would get a kick out of he it. He definitely would. I just, it's been amazing. It's just been a couple of days, like, sharing the ice with Kurt and Elvis. I mean, those guys have been doing this for so long, and the story, hearing them tell stories oh, over so lunch, fun. reminisce about the old days, I just feel, like, lucky to be in the room or mm-hmm. sitting at the table and just try to, like pick up little nuggets of information from them or just see the way they go about their work. They're not just professionals. They're like ultra mega professionals. They've been in so many shows. Like back when they did shows, like during the 90s, like when the shows were just going all year round, they would do like 90 shows a year. Like that's a lot. We do maybe like how many? Like We have 20. 20? Yeah. 90. Like... That's crazy. That's so hard. Yeah. That's so difficult. That's so much work. That's so much skating and performing. And they still love it and they're still doing it after and many years. They're still so good. Yeah. I saw Elvis sliding around there. Out, oh, so uh, impressive. He was doing all his like sliding tricks. He has these like cool gloves that have like metal in them. And then he just like slides on his hands and does all this crazy stuff. I hope I'm in that good of shape when I'm that age. I hope you are too. <laughs> I kid. Well, I thanks. Well, thanks. I, no, I hope I'm also in that. No, seriously. Yeah, no, I, I agree and I second that. And then Patrick Chan is on the cast for mm-hmm. Canada. He hasn't been in any skating shows in a couple years. Because he had a baby. He had a baby. And, and he, you know, he got into a different line of work. Mm-hmm. He's not really like coaching mm-hmm. um, or doing much performing, but it's so good to see him back on the ice. Boy, is he a good figure skater. That is a talented man. He's so good. And mm-hmm. it's so fun to watch and do the group numbers with them. I mean, like we said a couple, uh, last episode, skating with Yuzu mm-hmm. in the shows and getting to skate with Kurt and Elvis and Patrick and Jason and oh, Satoko. Jason. and uh, The cast and is Satoko. so oh, good. Everyone is amazing. I'm a big fan of this cast. And there are like 15 of us in the cast. And This is one of, I think the biggest cast they've had for the family skates and the group numbers yeah so we're doing the group numbers with like 15 people on the ice yeah. we had to really modify have navigate have like, formations. Make, it's it's been a learning curve a yeah. little bit because there are a lot of people on the ice trying to learn the numbers and we've got a show coming up in a couple days Woo! but it's coming together and i think it, it just i appreciate so much 
the opportunity to tour across Canada, which we've never done before, and to be part of this cast, this incredible cast, this historic cast, and it's Kurt Browning's farewell tour. We're so lucky. Yeah, when we were doing the number, the number that's signature for Kurt. Sen- sentimental. Sentimental, and he went, he goes by and like, so kind of like says goodbye to everyone like yeah. in their little groups i got emotional i was like oh my gosh and yeah i was feeling it so i can't imagine what it's going to feel like when we actually do the show and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of skating fans who have loved kurt and elvis for so many years are going to really be touched by this show mm-hmm. and um it's really special. I'm it is. so so honored to be a part of it and get to get to be on the ice with these two legends. It's it's really really something. It sure is. And with that, I think maybe we'll leave it there for this week. What do you think? I think it sounds like a good idea. Let's go get some oysters. Let's go get some oysters, <laughs> Maddie. Yay. This has been an episode of Unlaced with Chalk and Bates presented by Bet Online. Make sure you listen and subscribe for more episodes. You can follow us on social media. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube